Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Abby. I am your host. My name is Abby. A-B-B-E-Y is how it's spelled. And this is my temporary co-host, Keaton. His name's Keaton. And this is my, what are we? (laughs) This is my boyfriend. And um, You're too loud. How do I turn you down? Hey, so we have my beautiful, sweet simpy boyfriend on the episode today and we're gonna talk all things relationships um and we're you're just gonna learn more about us and about him so Keaton tell us a little bit about yourself I'm Keaton just be free with 24 Abby's boyfriend rock climber surfer that's pretty much it honestly (laughs) he loves California the beach I do he's a big California boy now um, he was a poser when he was younger. Mm. Always wanted to be a California boy. Everyone in Arizona is a, a California poser. Yeah, but he actually made his dream come true. So now he actually is a California boy. How does that feel? Liberating. Do you feel better than most men? In what sense? In all senses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're sick. I know I could get the narcissist out of you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, well, we're going to kind of just jump right in. I already had an episode earlier this week where I shared my life updates and about Thanksgiving. But I guess, Kian, how did you find Thanksgiving uh, with my family? So fun. I went to Arizona with Abby's family. It was thrilling. Every moment of it. I had so much. I was a little bit... Uh, under the weather for the start of it, but I didn't let Lots that... Lots of moaning and groaning. Okay. Not in that way. Not in a good way. I was sick for the beginning of it, and I was really scared I wasn't going to go, and then Abby's family would be like, oh my gosh, Keaton doesn't like us. My family would not think that. They don't care that much, to be honest. They don't care until you're married. Still, I had to make sure that I came... I had to make sure that I saw, and I also had to make sure that I conquered, and I did all three of those things. Okay, that's awesome, but did you, like, enjoy it? Like, do you get stressed out when you're hanging out with my family? No. Or when you hang out with, like... Your family's really chill. All of Abby's brothers are so cool. Her sister's not really cool, but her brothers are really cool and really easy to hang out with, and they feel a lot like my brothers, so I feel comfortable with them. Oh. That's sweet. Thank you. Um, Yeah, it was super fun. So I'm not going to go into any life updates, and we're just going to hop in because it's rare to have a guest on my podcast. I think it's happened zero one time with Chelsea. So, And I'm sure everyone's very curious about us. (laughs) Just kidding. Not everyone. Maybe like 10 people. Um, Because when I went on my sister's podcast, I talked a little bit about us when I shared my divorce story and 
I think we never have shared kind of how we met, what happened, how things escalated, and kind of the craziness of the beginning of our relationship. And I think it's very relatable. So I kind of wanted to talk about that, if that's fine with you. It's fine with me. Okay. Um, so when was the first time we met, Keegan? The first, first time? Mm-hmm. In Utah? Mm-hmm. Well. What was your first impression of me? I don't remember you at all. <laughs> I barely remember him either. I was swimming laps at the time. I was training for a uh, like an Ironman triathlon. I throw that in there. Deal. So I was in the pool. This was in Utah. I lived in Utah at the time, and I was swimming laps. And I hopped out of the pool, and you saw a beautiful bold. married woman. <laughs> <laughs> no. I hopped out of the pool and I noticed someone wearing what we said apparel. And I approached this woman who was clearly with her lawfully wedded uh, spouse. And I just friendly, in a friendly way, said, Hey, you listen to that podcast? And she's like, Yeah, actually, my sister's a part of it. And I said, No way. My sister in law is a part of it. Leif is my brother. <laughs> There's only two parts of it. <laughs> Yep, and we pretty much said cool, and uh, that was and it. Walked away. Yep, he. I when I think about meeting him for the first time, <laughs> I was married. There was not a single thought that went through my head other than, "Oh, he seems nice." And also, to me at the time, I you, I feel like you had just graduated or something in my head because you seemed like a high schooler. That's in my head when I re- like recall that encounter. I think of you as a high school kid. Mm. like that's the way that i thought about you <laughs> at yeah. the time um i mean i was like but it because it was a it was a long time ago it was like probably four or five years ago probably yeah. five years ago when i was i was married and so not a single thought went through my mind other than oh he's nice and then then we moved on and then the second time we met was when i was going through my divorce and i met him at a coffee shop with his family and my sister. And I thought he had great energy. I remember that. But I was also not looking to date at the time. So I just thought he seemed really nice and fun and didn't ask him to hang out or anything. Because you didn't live in California at the time. No, I was just visiting. visiting. Arizona. I was kind of like thinking about moving to California because I just wanted to get out of Arizona and just I felt very inspired to go somewhere else. And... So we're kind of looking at the apartment that I was going to move into where Keaton had lived and I didn't know he lived there yet. I just knew like I don't know. I didn't have a face of the name. Chelsea would just say JC's um, what are you brother in law Yeah. Um, lives in those apartments. You should go check him out because he likes them. And so the rest is history. Just kidding. What is your first impression of me when you met me at Kit? Do you remember? That you're pretty. And I thought okay. you had a big smile, pretty eyes, and nice okay, hair. Okay, keep going. Um, you didn't talk a whole lot. I remember yeah. you had your hat pulled low, hiding your face. Well, that is classic. <laughs> I was but, going through a lot at that time. And we were also kind of in a hurry. We were on our way to Laguna because we were going diving, I think. Mm. Um, but we we saw Leif there on like Find My or something, and just stopped and. We all ran up and said hi really quick, and you were there, and you're like, who is this? Oh, it's Abby. Um, so 
yeah, so that's when we met again, post-divorce. That's what I consider our first meeting. Yeah, that's me too, because I, I I didn't even remember that that was you. I think we talked about it. We're like, oh my gosh, that was you five years ago. Um, but anyways, I was... How did we even make that connection? I think you remembered. There's no way. Yeah, I, I fully do not remember you would never what you forget a face like. like mine no that's what you said to me i genuinely <laughs> you said i've been thinking about you for years <laughs> i genuinely don't know what you looked like that day i think it's because you were a married woman and i'm a man with morals and i just had no lust in my heart towards you that's beautiful anyway so we met there again and then uh i decided to move into that apartment and Chelsea's husband was like, hey, we're moving all of Abby's stuff. Can you ask Keaton? Can you come help us move her stuff in? And so he came over, helped us move in, or helped me move in and my dog. And that was when we, like, made a couple of jokes to each other. I think, like, actually had normal interactions. And then we just were like, oh, I was like, I just remember I don't want to date anyone. Like, (laughs) especially because fun story his younger brother actually asked me out on a date (laughs) before him make it weird (laughs) i mean that is what happened it's it's funny it's not weird it's true um i don't think he knew that i was going through a divorce at the time so it's not super weird but it is funny though and don't act like i make it weird you Guys make jokes about it all the time to me, and it makes yeah, me feel do. a little bit uncomfortable. We like to joke around that him and uh, Abby have history. Yeah. When we first met, obviously, we were just friends. And so we, I was like, I don't think I'm going to ask him to hang out or anything. Like, even just as friends, like, I just don't. I know he'll fall in love with me if he hangs okay. out with me. <laughs> I'll step in here. <laughs> I want to make it clear that neither of us were looking for a relationship. We were both just hanging out. It was a strictly platonic thing at the beginning. Yeah, it actually really was, which was like very nice because we both weren't looking for anything, but he knew about my situation and we talked about important things when we were just friends. And so we were friends for a couple of weeks. And then it's one of those things where you try to deny your feelings or you try to like, I don't know. You just, you slowly got closer and closer on the couch kind of a thing. Day by day, week by week. Literally, we we did. (laughs) Yeah. We would sit closer and closer until one day we're like, okay, I think we just like each other now. If there's one thing about me, it's that I hate stupid TV shows. Not that that's what this is, but Abby got me to watch an anime with her. And he lied and because he said he liked it, and now he has not watched a single anime with me since. Gotta do what you gotta Careful do. Careful, girls. A guy will be a chameleon and like the things you like until he takes your heart, and then he crushes it because he says, this isn't who I really am. And now he makes fun it. of me every time I watch anime. I'll never crush your heart. Anyways. It, it really snuck up on both of us, the feelings. Yeah, I think it did. It, it took like a month for us to finally realize what was happening and then i specifically remember i was surfing with life and we were packing up our boards and driving back and he was like have you kissed abby and i was like no and then literally 12 hours later we kissed <gasps> wow so life planted that thought in your mind didn't he no it's yeah just, he did he was the, it's life's fault 
that we're stuck in this relationship. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That is actually funny though, because it must have gone into your psyche a little bit, and then you're thinking about like, maybe I should kiss Abby. Yeah. Although Sick. I'm not one to plan those things, I just let them happen naturally, and yeah, it did. However, that's not the rest is history because, as we all know, that's not really how smooth relationships go. Especially me coming out of a divorce very, very quickly, like like while we were still friends, I was still going through the divorce. And so it was very confusing for me. And Keaton also just was not looking for like a serious relationship. And so there was a lot that we had to learn about each other and figure it out because we've been, we're very new to this. I think when you get older and you go into a relationship, it's much different than when you're like 20 or something because you aren't as like, I don't know, like traumatized, I think. And you just have a lot more impulse and everything feels a lot lighter. But when you go through something very difficult or if one of you struggles with something, it just makes it's just really hard, I think, to really be able to open your heart and let someone else in um, because you kind of get stubborn as you get older and older. But thankfully, we're not too stubborn yet because we were able to do that. Um, but what happened was I started to really panic about being in another relationship so quickly because I just got my heart shattered and I was really scared that I wasn't ready or that I would hurt him or that I would hurt myself or that I was not thinking clearly um, or that he was like a rebound or whatever all those thoughts that go through your head and so I (laughs) called it quits one night when and it was probably like what like a week two weeks after we like had kissed we weren't like exclusive Like, we haven't talked about that. Yeah, and Kian also had, like, a weird... Something was going on with his stomach. Like, he couldn't even breathe so well. I'm, like, breaking up with it. He's like, he's like, oh, oh." he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. He's like, sorry, keep going. Keep going. I had my gallbladder taken out, like, five years ago or something. And every once in a while, I just have random excruciating pain. I should probably go get checked out or something. Yeah. But I... Honestly, it made that night a lot better because I wasn't thinking about us. I was thinking about not dying. seeing the next day. Right. That's good. It gave you a good perspective yeah, as I did. ripped your sweet little heart out. Okay. <laughs> it was such a mutual thing, and Abby acts like she had full control. It was not a mutual thing. I, I had brought it up. I remember thinking or saying. He likes to say I, that so he sounds better. Gosh. I remember Just saying, kidding. do you think we should like take some time apart like so that you can kind of think through what's going on in your head and she's like yeah we should do that so i technically oh brother okay you know what i will humble myself and say it was a mutual decision i guess no it was because i think he was probably also petrified to get into a relationship with someone that just got divorced so um there's definitely concerns on both ends and we were too scared and so we just called it quits because that was just for me felt easier at the time and felt more responsible, I think. And I just knew I had a lot of healing and stuff that I needed to do. Lo and behold, Amir, wait, what was the next day? The next day, actually, we had, after we had this discussion, we're like, okay, we're not going to see each other, hang out, anything, even though we lived in the same apartment complex and we didn't know <laughs> really anyone else. Um, there was a what we said um, live show. Oh, the live show. And so I drove up with him and his brother 
up to the live show, which was like an hour away or 30 minutes or something. Was that the L.A. one? Yeah. Yeah. And so we drove up to L.A. together. And, and we both looked out opposite windows. <laughs> I was looking out the window on the right. And she was looking no. at the window on the left. I felt so, I actually remember. I can still remember seeing your your eyes and the reflection of the mirror and being like, I'm so sad that like we're not together. Like, I'm so sad. I don't want to lose him. I'm, it made me so sad the whole trip, especially because at the end, like after the show, like we were still it wasn't awkward, you know. Yeah. And I remember under the table, you might deny this, but under the table when we were sitting, like when we were all sitting at that cube, that cube like the little um, side the table. VIP lounge. Yeah, the VIP lounge. Ew. Um, Let's take another break. Our, our knees touched. Do you remember that? We were just friends. No and then Keaton manspread. And made sure his knee touched my knee under the table at the live show. And I thought. Did you say manspread? Yeah. What the heck is that? I don't really. I think it's just when like a man takes up a lot of space. <laughs> but like I'm, I take up more space than men probably because I manspread. Anyways, it's just. So you just spread out. Yeah, pretty much. Um. Anyways, Very I. divisive language. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just a joke. <laughs> It's just a way of joking with people. All right, continue. It was just a weird day. And then I actually don't really remember the timeline of everything else, but pretty much it was just like a lot of reflection in my own head was going on. Like, should I just, should we just try this and we'll figure it out together? If I break his heart, cool. If he breaks my heart, cool. We'll, we'll be able to bounce back. It's not the end of the world. And so I think it was like three days later or a couple days later that I went to your house i texted you or called you let me rephrase that three days later that she came crawling back to me no i i'm all i i technically did just kidding um i think i texted you or i called you i said hey can i come over and then i opened my heart i cried i told him that i wanted to be with him and just see where it goes you know i didn't say we should get married or anything like that i think it was just more like i really like you and i'm scared because i just got out of this relationship but I don't want to risk it with you, so let's just see where it goes. And then guess what he said? See ya. Womp womp. No. <laughs> it's true. He said, no, thank you. You just barely said that you needed space, and I don't think three days is enough space to like actually be able to think things through. And unfortunately, that just made me like him more because I was like, ugh, he's not just going to let me go back and forth, which is good. I'm, I've actually never really been like that back and forth type of a gal i'm just more bratty but i liked that i wasn't able to like push you over type of a thing because i'm kind of i'm a i don't know a strong girl i'm just more stubborn yeah and kind of a brat so i kind of need someone who can humble me you needed a strong self-respecting king okay (laughs) i mean i did but and then what happened after that I want you to tell the rest of the story. The rest is history. And, and what is the history? That's what we said. We don't say that on this podcast. Sorry. Some time passed. And I said, let's reconvene. My place, 7 o'clock, be there. Look cute. Yeah, right. He sent a text saying, I don't remember what you said, but basically it's like, let's just do this thing. <laughs> we both know we want to be together and just But I see said, where come over, let's talk about it. No, but I knew what you I knew what you meant. 
trust me, it was I could feel it through the phone. The desperation. Yeah, I remember it was a pretty simpy text. <laughs> yeah, so I went over there and it was funny because and then this is all we're talking about with like how we met. I think people were just curious. Okay. Um, but I remember we opened the door and we were both too like we both are like this. We get too stubborn to admit that we're excited. Like I think it feels like almost like a protection to act like cool. Yeah, and then we joke about it and pretend like we aren't. Yeah, and so like we even do that, like even recording the podcast. I'm like, I can tell that Ken's a little bit excited. Oh my god, it's okay, and I'm excited too. Like I get excited, but we both, I think, try to like just have a smirk and try to play it cool. But I think when I opened the do- when he opened the door when I went to his apartment, we were both like so g- so giddy because I, we just knew like okay, wait, this is like the start of something, and we're both committing and we both believe that it's gonna work, and so we just couldn't like really help it for that long you know true <laughs> you're making me blush oh <laughs> like should we pause the podcast disgusting <laughs> okay so enough of that boring shizzy crap let's boring. get into the trauma of relationships just kidding i think i just wanted to go over get from kian's perspective some things that have been challenging about just relationships in general it could be ours it could be ones in the past whatever things he's learned and then things i've learned that make if you want a long-term relationship if you want to start a family whatever it is things that i've learned that actually work to stay connected and to actually get through hard times because we definitely went through our hard times together okay so on that's on that matter of dating someone with a mental illness or vice versa. What do you think for you being with someone who has a mental illness or struggles with their mental health? What's it like being in that type of relationship? The pros and the cons. I think first and foremost, you have to accept that it's going to be hard. I think that every person and every relationship has different things about them that are going to be challenging. It's not to say that the relationship is bad or that those whatever they may be mental illnesses are a bad thing but you just have to recognize that they're a unique challenge and that that's something that you're going to have to work through um, with the person and you're going to have to give them space and I'm a I'm a very as Abby likes to say analytical and strategic person so um, I guess That kind of plays into how I approached the relationship in that you just kind of have to address what the challenges are going to be as they come up and make a plan and just kind of prepare and say, you know, our relationship issues might not be financial. They might not be health related. They might not be. Well, on your end, they might be health related. (laughs) Uh We don't have to struggle with a lot of things, but one of the things that we do have to struggle with is mental health. And so just gear up appropriately. That's good. And also, I I think what Kian kind of has helped me with, with a partner, is like knowing that you can still not like, okay, I never thought someone could accept me and actually see me through like past my OCD and my anxiety. And I feel like he really sees me past all of that messiness. And I'm sure it's not super easy sometimes because it's kind of easy to 
let that be so, I don't know, controlling of every state that I'm in, but he sees me like past it. And so it really helps me like be able to reconnect with my, you know, real self, as you would say, or just be able to go through the storms and feel like, okay, there's something good at the end of this. And it's definitely up and down though. And it's, we've had to learn how to communicate when I get really upset or when he gets uh, more, I think you're more so avoidant is kind of like your attachment style. If we're talking attachment styles, like he just wants time. He wants to go away. He, he just wants a space. Like he just wants to just be in his own presence. And I'm similar to that sometimes, but I'm also can be more of like an anxious attachment where I'm like, oh, he's mad at me. I did something bad. And I've learned that it's not a his responsibility ever to fix my mental illness that's 100% my responsibility that's I have to fix it he actually can't do anything um, to fix it and so on his end like I commend anyone that's with someone that has a mental illness because I know it's not easy and I also know it's scary because you actually can't do anything so you just have to trust that they're doing everything in their power and to you know improve their life which will therefore improve your life and also to the girls that listen that have anxiety or guys, there are people out there who will, who are strong enough and who are willing to stick with you when you have low moments because they also have low moments. And just because you have like a mental illness doesn't mean you don't, you're the only one that's like difficult to be with. <laughs> people who don't have mental illness are just as difficult <laughs> to be with. <laughs> Not in a bad way, just in a normal human life. Everyone has something. Everyone's annoying and difficult to be with. Don't say especially that Abby. <laughs> no, I think it's just you sometimes feel like the odd one out, like you're not supposed to be loved or something when you struggle with depression or whatever it is. And that's just not true. So another thing that I was going to ask is just in general, what do you think makes a relationship work? Hmm. Like if you're or if you're mad at me, if you don't feel connected, what do you actually find? And not just like what's a smart thing to say, like what actually helps you reconnect with me? One thing I always do is I always put myself in your shoes. Sometimes I'll do something that annoys you or something will happen to you that upsets you. And just for whatever reason, I can't understand why you're annoyed or mad. Like, it just doesn't compute to me. But then I have to put myself in your shoes and not, like, not Keaton in Abby's shoes. But, like, I have to be Abby and try and, like, relate to the circumstance in her eyes, not through her eyes. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but, like... No, I think that does. Like, take take Abby's life and her experiences into account and then view a scenario through that. Because sometimes things just won't make sense. Like, I've lived a different life and I've learned different lessons, and some things are just easy for me. Mm -hmm. And though, like, you haven't experienced those things yet, and so they just don't make sense. And you've experienced things that I haven't experienced yet. So much mental health stuff, so much emotional, so much like just. I don't know how to say this. You've you've built a lot more like emotional intelligence than I have. So like you uh, are able to look at my emotional issues and be like, what? It doesn't make sense. But when you look at something from someone else's true point of view, 
you really get an understanding for what they're going through and like why they're reacting the way that they are. And then you can go from there. That's beautiful. I think that's like the most helpful thing, to be honest, to really learn about your partner and to figure out what to not do and how to go about. Even if you want to set a boundary or something might hurt your partner's feelings based on their past experiences, I think you still need to set boundaries and you still need to be honest, even if it might hurt their feelings. But I think you learn what's the best way to say it and what's when to say it, I think is important because like, let's say we're in an argument because we do get in arguments. We do. (laughs) That's okay. I think whenever I try to solve it in that moment, it's not very helpful sometimes because I want to be like, no, if you care, like we're going to solve it right here, right now, let's talk through it. But we're both very emotionally triggered at that point. And my heart, like I feel stuck and he probably feels, I don't know what the sensation is in him, but he's probably not wanting to like put himself in my shoes and vice versa. So sometimes you can say the same things that you would say in the heat of the moment, not in the heat of the moment, but you know what I'm saying? Like during an argument, you might want to say something that's your truth and you do want to express that. But if you say at the wrong time when you're both heated, they're not going to receive it. And so it's just going to hurt your feelings because they're not, you're going to feel like they don't care about you. But if you take a moment or, you know, a couple hours or a day or something, cool off, feel regulated, feel like you can be open-minded, open-hearted, and then have that discussion or then say the thing that you wanted to say, they're way more likely to receive it. Like if I say something to you when you're mad at me or I'm mad at you or something, and I, it's actually how I feel and I want to address it. But if we're not in a good state, like it's not going to, it does not go in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And same the other way around. So it's like, I've just learned that that's super important for both people to be heard because you still need to express how you feel. But timing is like a huge thing. I guess what I think is <laughs> I'm real cozy. I'm trying to get comfortable in no, the back here. Um, and then I, what I said is, I mean, there's a million things we could get into, but just to keep it short is forgiveness is really big for me because I think I'm very analytical and I, I judge myself a lot and I don't forgive myself. And that in turns make me very, makes me very analytical of key of Keaton. And I'll notice everything that he does that I don't like. And I'm like so nitpicky. And I don't like that quality about myself, but I have to admit that I do that because I'm not perfect. And I also, when I accept that I do that and I am like, oh my gosh, I'm being so nitpicky of him. It's because I'm doing that to myself internally. And if I'm like, don't like vulnerability or something, if anything in him that I don't like, I notice I don't like it in myself first. And so the more I love myself and accept myself and my vulnerability, my fragility, then I'm way more able to love him and his. And so I think that's something that is so helpful to reflect on your own issues going on in a relationship. It's like everyone says your relationship is like a mirror of yourself. So whatever you reject in your partner, you're probably rejecting in yourself. And whenever you shame in your partner, you shame in yourself. And so I think we both I shame your good looks. <laughs> Cause you shame your good looks. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Never mind. Yeah. So that's, I think my, best advice I could get for a relationship and just to keep going there's so many more things that I would want to talk about relationship wise and things I've been through but I can do that on my own just with my own relationship OCD um, and anxiety 
and I don't necessarily need you on here, but I'll have you on okay. again and we can talk about other things. This video gets four likes. I'll come back on. <laughs> four likes is possible. I have some loyal fans out there. Um, okay, so but now before we get into the Dear Abby and then we end the episode, there we're going to do, we're talking about, I had you come prepared with what you think is like the success to get a girl. Like what you think girls love about men. And how you think you've, how do you think you are with swagger and getting a girl? What you think goes into that, and then I'm gonna share what I think. Okay. So what are like the top, like five things? First one that comes to mind is confidence. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> proceeds to be completely confident <laughs> about what I'm talking about. No, I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. Sits up tall. Good posture. <laughs> Articulate. Um, yeah. I'm just kidding. Two. Intelligence. Okay. Know at least a little bit about a lot of things. If you know a lot about a few things. A lot about a little things? If you know a lot about a little things. <laughs> the little girls are going to be annoyed with your little conversations. The little girls are going to be annoyed with your little conversation. I don't conversation. know why I went into that. Accent. I don't like that. I don't like what you just said. I'm going to rewind. <laughs> I don't know. Be interesting. Like, I'm serious. Like, think. No, no, things. no. No, this is a serious okay. thing. <laughs> be interesting. And, like, know some things about just, like, interesting stuff. Mm. You know? Like, don't be a dweeb. <laughs> that, like, don't be a soy boy. Don't be a soy boy. Will that get me canceled? No, I oh. don't think so. Okay. We're, me and Keen are both convinced that canceled. we're going to get our don't. siblings canceled. <laughs> uh, our famous siblings are scared of us because we have less PR than them. PR training. Mm. Anyways, continue. It really depends. I think a lot of it depends on what type of girl you or guy, I guess. This applies to both. What? type of person you want yeah i don't know how i ended up with abby because i was trying to get me a granola girl surfing and climbing all the time i can be granola i like to eat granola <laughs> you're the farthest thing from granola girl you're a total e-girl <laughs> so i guess this following advice doesn't Work. Work. <laughs> I guess the whole but premise to my episode is what you are want to pointless. attract. Mm, that's you know, good. If you want a girl boss, you better be on your grind. Is that what I am? Would you call me a girl boss? I think you are. In some aspects of my life. Like I can be, but it's not like you're what budding, my heart feels like. You're a budding girl boss. What is that? Like blossoming oh. on your way. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But, yeah. Like, if you want, I don't know. No, I get what you're saying. It's true. Because if you want a wimp, then you be wimpy and you'll find another wimp. Because they'll feel comfortable with you. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I went with wimp. But if you want someone, like, who's, like, self-discovery or likes doing, like, fun new things and trying new things, then then you be that and then you'll find people who are similar like similar minded to you. 
Because the activities you do are like the same as the people you want. Do opposites attract? Is that why we're together? I think in some ways opposites attract, but I also think sometimes it's okay if your relationship is like you guys are the exact same person. I think every relationship is seriously so different. There's a little bit of everything out there. Yeah. I think that's also another thing I would say if you're, if you have relationship anxiety is don't compare yourself to other relationships because our dynamic is so different from other people's relationships. We've been through completely different things in other relationships and they have been through different things than us. So every relationship is so different. Your banter doesn't have to look the same. You're the way you, I don't know. Well, I'm just saying like the way you joke around when you have anxiety and relationship anxiety, you think about so many random stuff like that that you Mm. feel like, am I in the right relationship? So I'm just saying that for my girlies. Such a love island. Banter. I want to, I just like a little bit of banter. Is that good? That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Here's my impression. No. That's offensive. I have listeners in the UK. Sorry, y'all. And in Australia. One time I said, no. And I was talking about that on the podcast and someone messaged me and she was like, you do that better than I do. (laughs) That's pretty funny. I was like, I'm glad you didn't take offense to that. Um, Okay. My, here are the things that I think that it takes to get a girl. I got one more. Okay, fine. Hurry it up. Don't push your expectations on the other person because you more than likely have this ideal version of your future person in your head. Mm -hmm. And that's toxic. That's your that's your dream person. That's your, you have to allow them to grow into their own mold and choose to accept that. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. My dad said when I, we were visiting, he said, guys marry girls because they think that they'll never change. And then girls marry guys because they think that they can change the guy. <laughs> Which is kind of, it's just like an old, funny, silly grandpa thing to say, you know? That's silly. I think it's just like a way of escapism is what I was saying. Just mm-hmm. like the grass is greener. Like, but what if I find a perfect person who doesn't do this and doesn't annoy me? It's like, they'll do something that you don't like. Anyways. Yes, um, okay. This is my, this is my, um, like if I, if, if there's like guys listening, which I have, they have like 2% of my listeners are males. Let's go boys. But if you are of that 2%, which I think 1% of that is my dad and maybe the others are my brothers. Um, okay. Yeah. And you, you don't listen. It's okay. I don't expect you to listen to honestly. I listen. You listen to me so much. I already put you through so much listening to my things that go on my head. First thing I said was confidence as well. And it's like confidence appears as like, a friendly smile. I'm not talking confidence as in cocky. Confidence as in like you have like I'm better than everyone else. Swagger. It's like you do what you say. You walk the walk. You have self-discipline. So you actually have confidence that like if you are in a relationship, you're going to be a good partner. Get your leg off of the couch. The camera's not even rolling. <laughs> That's true. Keegan's big old leg is just wide, wide up on the freaking. Wide up. It's <laughs> okay, wide up yeah, on the couch. That wrong. That's Keegan's toxic trait is I can't say one thing wrong. <laughs> I thing literally wrong. just saw it real about that the other day. People get so triggered Smiling in those comments. person that just can never allow someone to say something make wrong. Make a mistake. Yeah. yeah. 
and I... It's all because you beat yourself up for making mistakes. Okay, you guys, really quick, I wanted to tell you about the cutest Etsy shop called Made With Mud. That's Made With Mud, M-U-D-D. You can also find the page on Instagram, and the Etsy shop will be in that link in the bio. They have the cutest handmade ceramics. There's this little boot that you can store matches in. You could also store whatever in, like, toothpicks and stuff. You can light the match actually on the bottom of the boot which is perfect if you're a big candle person. That's such a good gift also for the holiday season coming up if you know someone that loves candles, but that's not all they have. They also have bowls, plates. There's so many different designs and things that she creates, and they're all so cute with different patterns, colors, that I feel like it's everyone can find something that they like. So you guys should check it out. That's at Made With Mud, M-U-D-D. Anyways, okay, confidence is key. I and I was saying, listen, so <laughs> listen, I was saying the way that that shows up for a woman, what's so attractive is like if they just do like a very confident, like friendly, not creepy smile. Yeah. You know, just like a sweet, like I'm nice. I'm a safe person for you. And I think you're cute all in a smile. You can yeah. do that and, just and be confident. Hey, this is this is my step turn. Step up into the gym and just twerk for everyone and slay. <laughs> and slay kings. Yeah, no, well, queen. Slay queen. That's queens. what the girls to do. Ew, you're sick. Uh, you're talking about how girls can be confident. No, I'm talking about for guys. Oh. This is this is what I think guys should do to get girls. Well, guys, but it does apply for both. If you do want to express your confidence via twerking, that is an option. No, it's not. You don't want to be with the peacocking man. Okay. And, okay, so confidence. It can be quiet confidence. I think, obviously, every guy can be loud. If he's, like, an introvert, he can be loud with his family. So it's like they don't have to just be quiet all the time. But quiet confidence is what I said. Like, you just, you walk the walk. And, like, you're very confident. I think it's because you've proven to yourself that you can do what you say. Yeah. And so I think that builds up, like, the self-confidence that women can feel. It's not fake. Yeah. Um, And then... Oh, were my tips was, supposed to be for women? No, they're for guys. Both our tips are for we were guys? We're just going to see if they match up, if you're actually good with oh, cool. the girls or not. Uh, I see. Um, okay, and then I said good style or, like, swag, I guess. Because wow. I said no swag before, but that's, like, cocky swag. I'm just talking, like, good style. I think, honestly, that kind of just goes back to confidence. But honestly, style or smelling good, like hygiene, really just levels someone up because it just feels like they have everything together. Mm -hmm. Like their mind is healthy. They're healthy because they're taking care of their hygiene, you know. Is this your way of clowning me for being a minimalist? No. Why would, public. Why would I clown you for being what? Minimalists don't yeah. take care of themselves? No, because I have zero fashion sense. No, I, like I do always want Kean. I do want to pants. style Kean. That's just because you're so handsome and clothes don't take that away from someone. It can elevate what they already have. Like I want you to wear colors that bring your hair color out, that bring your eye color out, that bring your skin tone out. Because I want to like see that. And some colors that you wear bring everything down. But I want to elevate. That's like I like minimal makeup. I like elevating like makeup yeah not hiding or covering okay. but keaton doesn't trust me he thinks i try to change him which is valid he's i mean people have done that before probably i do trust her i just know she's gonna go to freaking 
some chuggy store and get me some clothes no. that are going to last six months. No, that's not true. I asked Chelsea and JC. They have good recommendations, especially Chelsea. Chelsea is the fashion queen. She knows all the good sustainable brands. Mm. She does. Um, okay. And then <laughs> this is a really weird one, but that if they have power that they can wield, but they don't. If that makes sense, because women are drawn to power, but it's not in the way that men think. It's not like they're scary and controlling and uh, like a dictator vibe. It's more like you. It's just very manly. Like if you have if you're strong, that power can look like a bunch of different things, but it doesn't make you a monster. Like you have the power if you need it, but you are very humble about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that something that's attainable for guys? I don't know what yeah. it ex exactly like translates to, like what you can like actually being see. Being the manager of your local McDonald's, you have the power to give out free ice cream cones. But you don't. And to heck, fix that ice cream machine. But you don't. <laughs> that's a dumb comparison. Flex that power. Or it's like if someone secretly is like really strong or really advanced in some skill but they don't yeah. have to prove it and show it to everyone they just yeah. it's like their little secret that's very attractive mm -hmm. for a woman and probably for men too for women like if a woman doesn't have to like go around boasting about stuff yeah because they're confident in themselves they can do it quietly and then because that's because women are born with power because we have men have to make their power yeah, we're, how are how women we born with power? Valuable. We're the least, we're so not powerful with our body. Women have a innate... Like emotionally? Spiritual and emotional power. Okay, slay. And Yes, we do. And it's on that woman to preserve that power and to protect it into her adulthood. Okay. But men are born weak <laughs> and lowly. And it's on us okay. too. Okay, <laughs> you're you're losing me. Why? You, I'm just confused. I'm spitting facts right now. <laughs> no, you're spitting like carnivore Aurelius, like BS that people just oh. post. <laughs> you cannot respect disrespect, Daddy Aurelius. Like that. No, I'm not disrespecting, but sometimes those posts are so stupid. Because he's clowning people. A lot of that stuff is a joke, but you know it's not a joke. The power that women hold. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just gets so weird. Just keeps going. No, I I guess I kind of get what you're saying, it's, but it's not true. really. It's true. All. I want you all to dwell on that, especially you, Abby. <laughs> I'm breaking up with you. Don't care. <laughs> I've got all the power in the world. Wait, I thought I have the power. I'm so confused. The power struggle struggle is we, real right now. Is you can have a power couple. Mm. You can have a powerful marriage. That's a woman who retained her power okay. and her beauty and her grace. Uh -huh. And a man who built his power. Who learned a lot and cultivated that knowledge. Okay. And used it to build a business and a family and his body. And became powerful. I don't think power is money. <laughs> As you can see. Power is the wisdom. What, what you look like on the video talking about. Power and you're literally curled up in the fetal position. <laughs> With my toes <laughs> doing circles. <laughs> so gross. I hope you all know my toes. Yeah. That's that's a sign of power right that, now. 
that he's curling his toes. My toes he's are literally, literally curling his my headphone cord right now. That is the most vulgar, disgusting thing I've ever heard. But you're sick for that. You can do things like that when you have power. <laughs> I wish the video was working. I'm sorry, everyone. I literally blow it every single week. But yeah. he's literally curled up and almost in the fetal position, knees on the couch, foot curling. His toes, he's like rubbing his feet together. And he's talking <laughs> okay. about how men need to be powerful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, the 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 irony of that was funny. Yeah, it is pretty funny. I don't really I'm done. I don't like the way you said it, but I get what you're saying. I uh, I did. Oh, no, no, wait, I, I did have say, one more thing. No, it's my I, turn. I just want to clear that up. That I, what I said was uh, true. <laughs> I just said it in a weird way. Yeah, you did. I don't want to sound like way. some power freak, but yeah, you, you're you're. It's giving um, what's his face with the bald head and the mustache Howard or something. Stern. No. <laughs> What? Oh, he has a lot Howard of Stern is not bald. I meant to say Howie Mandel. No, no, Howie Mandel has OCD. Our king. Just kidding. Well, he does. I know actually. what you want to say, but I'm not going to say it so that you don't get the satisfaction. Um, Move on to what you're going to say. No, what's his name? The guy with it. the bald head. And he's Tate. like, yes, Andrew Tate. It's giving Andrew Tate. But I mean, sometimes I've never watched. Any I of listen, Andrew Tate's sometimes content. I'll listen to what he says, and I'm like, honestly, that's kind of good. But it's the delivery and how he says it, and there's like this weird, I don't know. There's something so it's uncomfortable about step it. Step one on how to go viral, and yeah, no, that is true. Talk very polarizing, and you will go viral. That is definitely a tactic. Yeah. How all how all all like motivational speakers do it because it does make you go you viral. Say stuff that's like pretty much true, and say it in the most insane way, polarizing way. Because then you get all the people on your side to hype you up. No, that, you that's, you know what? I just triggered. talked about that. It's rage baiting. That's what they do. They rage bait you to mm. clicking on their stuff and listening to them. That's why a lot of motivational speakers say the F word too. Really? Because they're trying to shock your system to like, like if you say really vulgar language, then you stop thinking uh. and you only listen to them. It's like a weird tactic people use. I don't love it. I like gentle speaking. Me too, baby. <laughs> Okay, my last thing, and then we'll, I don't, we'll do a quick Dear Abby, um, is I was saying, if you are willing, and honestly, these apply to both men and women, I think, for relationships, but if you're willing just to learn about that person, if you're willing to change a little bit, you know, if you want to change, um, if you're willing to try new things, I think just like a willing heart is very attractive and it's very easy to be with, Yeah, you know, like if someone's like, so not willing to do anything in the relationship, it's like you, yeah. it's exhausting. Abby's going through her DMs right now. I'm trying to find a, uh, someone asked me a question. Oh, okay. So we're going to do a dear Abby really fast. This will be a short one because it was just a DM that I got instead of an actual dear Abby. But someone said that they recently went through a breakup and they were wondering, how do you stop doing stuff to prove to your ex you can, you, wait, wait, hold on. They're wondering, how do you stop doing stuff to prove to your ex you can rather than just doing stuff because you enjoy it? Does that make sense? Like, I think sometimes after a breakup, you like try to prove that you're okay to the other person. Yeah. And it feels like you're still living for them a little bit. Mm. I think some of you, some, I'll go first. I think a part of you can use that to kind of fuel you, though. Like, fuel you, I mean. Yeah. To, like, use that energy of anger, betrayal, whatever it is, and or just being sad. And you can use that to fuel 
something, you know, mm-hmm. and channel that into something good. But I I think realizing they don't care anymore, <laughs> probably, if they broke up with you, especially. Yeah. It's like they don't, they do not care and it does not matter. Yeah. And it never will matter. So it's like the easier and the faster you can move on, then the, the more free you'll feel because you're still letting them like take your power. Mm-hmm. I, also don't, <clears throat> I also don't think it's that bad to do that. Is that weird of me? What does she mean doing stuff to prove she actually can? I don't know. Like maybe her ex didn't think that she could like do something successful or like maybe she just wants to work out now to like, I don't know, like stuff that you do after a breakup to like prove like you did something stupid by breaking up with me. Yeah. Maybe it's that mentality, which again, I actually don't think that's necessarily bad. Mm -hmm. I think as long as you're doing something that you actually want to do though. Yeah. If it's like, I don't know what exactly, but. Yeah. I think you could help yourself by making it difficult for that person to see what you're up to. I mean, I don't think there's really any reason to be talking to an ex anyways, so hopefully you're not still talking to them, but also hit them with the old blockaroo on Instagram. Yeah, so I love... So that they're not stalking your stuff, and then you know, you don't know for sure. They will probably make a fake account and still stalk you, but don't think about that. Yeah. Just live your own life, and it's inevitable that you go through your gym phase after a breakup, <laughs> and you get swole you know whatever kids are doing these days post break i started like 15 things once i got my divorce that's great i became a new person honestly i'm gonna go through five relationships just to um experience the post breakup just to increase my power ew sick back (laughs) on the power thing (laughs) starts your own podcast talking about being powerful i guess we just end the episode (laughs) Sorry if our advice sucks. But <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't really think of because it's not like a specific. It actually wasn't a dear Abby question. I just got a DM. Yeah, wake up every morning and think, what the heck do I want to do today? What do I, Keaton, yeah. want to do? Who do you want to? What parts of you do you love and you want to keep and never let go of? And what parts are you okay with shedding and becoming something new? That's what you should focus on. Yes. Because people say I'm becoming a new person. It doesn't mean you hate everything about yourself currently. It just means there's parts of you you can shed. Amen. And so. It's rebirth time, baby. Yeah, it's rebirth, baby. Yeah, I agree, though. Blocking on everything is helpful because it actually makes you realize that they're not. They probably weren't looking anyways, unfortunately. (laughs) But when you block, you just know for sure they're not. And so it's just like out of sight, out of mind. Block their stuff. They can't see you. I'm not kidding. I went through a phase where right after my divorce, I blocked my ex-husband and every You're single one of his. You're kidding. <laughs> what? You're kidding. His his Instagram, and he has like seven. <laughs> for <laughs> Who knows why, honestly. But I blocked all cheater. of his accounts and I blocked all of his siblings, his parents, like everyone that I knew that I remembered that nice. was following me, had followed me, maybe would follow me. I blocked all of it. I'm like, I don't want him to know how good I'm doing. I wanted to do it just for me. I think they're probably still blocked because I never go back and look at who's blocked and take them off, you know? Yeah, there's no reason to. There's no reason. Seven billion people in this world. You don't need that one. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, that's that's the episode for today. So thank you so much for for hopping on the podcast with me. It's my pleasure. And um, we'll have you on again, I'm sure. And maybe we should just start our own podcast. It's just me and you. 
four likes and I'll be back. Oh, four likes and he'll be back. Um, I did have one final question though. While the lawnmower is going. That's a blower. The leaf no blower is here. going. Do you actually like playing Apex with me? I love it. Do you actually do you think I'm good at Apex? No comment. Key in these men. You're These toxic. Keaton, do you know that I've kept track every single time I've played for like the past three times because you have said that I'm not good? That's no, toxic. let me finish. And I have done more damage than both you and Leif 50% of that time. I will take pictures and I will prove to you because for some reason you can't admit yeah. that I'm, I'm really good at Apex. I want to see a spreadsheet with at least 25 plus games tracked. Okay. And we'll average everything out. That's fine. I can do that. It's just you won't you, you won't give me any credit. Leif gives me credit. You don't give me any credit. Leif will listen to me also when I say let's do something. You never listen to me. I've noticed. It's usually a dumb idea. And Leif is just scared to offend you. No, he's not. Because he, he trusts women. I think my strategy is better in the game. <laughs> sure, you might do more damage. <gasps> oh, Excuse wow. Me. You might do more damage because you like to hang back and just kind of pluck away at you people. You were the one that died in the circle because you were holding back or you were way back looting. So don't act like I'm the one that's way back. I was trying to get the always you. to fly us into the zone. Well, we were already in the zone. I'm serious, though. Do you actually think I'm a good Apex player? No. No, I think, yeah, you're good. You're fine. You're an average player. Why can't you admit that I'm good You're and good. I'm better than You're you good. at sometimes? You're good. You're not better than me. If what we would dictate me being better than you, you if I was a man? What would dictate you being better than me is if yes. we 1v1, I promise you I will win 10 out of 10 times. Oh my gosh. You will never win a 1v1 against me. Get your foe away from me. Yeah. We're, I'm mad at you now. Okay. Thank you for being on. Seriously, I had fun. And I'm sure my listeners will enjoy hearing about how we met and relationship stuff. Yeah. So, if you guys have any more questions? Send me a DM on Instagram. Thank you so I'll much. Be sure for to ignore it. Ah, Thank that's you. called power. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Dear Abby, and I will see you next week. Love you. Bye. Oh, Jin